So as an introduction to uh, lip augmentation with dermal fillers, I'd like to talk a little bit about the products that are available. And in our practice, and I, and I think, you know, in general, really you should be using dissolvable, non-permanent materials in the lips. This is a very sensitive structure. You use your lips to speak, you, you, you kiss with them. You know, these are very delicate structures, and I think permanent materials gone wrong in the lips are one of the most common complications of permanent fillers that I see in my practice. So I really, I really recommend that people stick with the uh, non-permanent fillers, and these days they're predominantly uh, made with uh, hyaluronic acid, and that's a natural substance that occurs in our tissues. We don't seem to have a potential for allergy against it, and people just generally dissolve that material as part of their uh, metabolism slowly uh, after the injections occur. So one of the myths around uh, lip augmentation is that the goal is to, is to create you know, really large lips, and I'm sure uh, people have seen uh, uh, examples of that walking down the street or on the internet. You know, th there's much more to it than just adding volume. I think the shape of the lips is often in, in need of changing. Some people have a little bit of uh, asymmetry to the lips. And as we age, not only does the volume go down, but I think we start to lose some of the, the volume around the lips and sometimes a little bit of modification uh, in some of the folds or even in some of the volume of the, of the upper and lower lip can really help to rejuvenate that area without necessarily having to have, you know, really large lips. Our nurses are providing injectable fillers for our patients all day, every day, and they're experts at this. Uh, not only are they experts in assessing what's going to look good and areas perhaps in the perioral area that might also require some modifications, but they're adept at choosing the right product for the right patient and also the right technique for injecting the fillers. Just as an example, many of our patients benefit from having a cannula used to perhaps outline the border of the lip. Um, and this is a tech, you know, sort of an advanced technique that not everybody does, uh, but I think can be very useful in getting a really good result. So a good lip augmentation is not a one-size-fits-all. It's not a matter of just injecting a whole bunch of volume uh, into the lips. It's about rejuvenating the perioral area and, and, and creating some balance. So you know that the distance of the upper lip relative to the lower, the volume of the vermilion lip, um, they all have a, a part to play in the aesthetics of the mouth. And I think our nurses are extremely adept at assessing what are the little things that could be improved in addition to uh, just adding volume to the lips that will give patients a really good result. And just as an example, you know, sometimes the nurses will suggest a little lip flip procedure where, where we just use a very small amount of Botox, and that can affect the contour of the lip as well. In, and that's not really a filler, that's, a, that's something that relaxes some of the muscles. So there's little things that can be done that really have an impact on the outcome, uh, above and beyond just, you know, putting a whole bunch of filler in there. So, you know, experience is very important. I think that it, it's the most important determinant of getting of a good result.